Well, amen. Amen. I'm going to steal this right here and make sure I got them all. Amen. Did everyone get a bulletin? Amen. Hey, this, there's some good stuff in there, and I want to point out a couple things. Um, hey, if, and if you are visiting this morning, I know we have some people visiting here for the, the wedding. We have some people visiting. Uh, so welcome. I'm, we are glad that you've come and uh, are worshiping with us today. Um, you know, we, lo- we love Jesus and we love each other. So um, there are some some cards in the pockets in the chairs around you. Hopefully they're still there. We moved all the chairs, so I don't know where any of those things are. But, um, you know, I'd love to get to know you a little bit more. You can fill that out, on, um, fill that out, drop it in the offering or in the boxes in the back. A couple things. We are updating our websites and our Facebook pages. And I know not all of you are tech savvy, but um, we are really working at getting our website very helpful. So we have our, our sermons are online on the new site. The new site right now is, and I say right now we may change it, but this will always also point there too because it's kind of long. It's called thejourneychurchbigbear.com. Thejourneychurchbigbear.com. The Journey Church was already taken, and so, so we put Journey Church Big Bear. But on that, there's some great resources, uh, but there's uh, places for you to um, see the events that are coming up. Um, and, and we're actually doing some fun stuff that are, is pretty fun. You're able to register for classes and events that we're doing. For instance, on Tuesday, June, I'm sorry, not Tuesday, Saturday, June 8th, uh, the youth group is going down to Spirit West Coast. It's not just for the youth, it's for anyone. It's a, just a great time, a concert. Um, you're welcome to go. You can sign up this morning in the back in the foyer. We'll have a little sign-up thing. Or, believe it or not, you can go to the website, go to the events page, and it talks about what you need to know about that. And there's a little link there you can click and register online and uh, just to let us know that you're going. The cost is 20 bucks, um, And we're going to leave here at 2 o'clock from, from here. And, and this is going to right now, it's going to get rid of like 70% of you. Okay, I'm, just, I'm just in, you know, I'm prophesying. We'll get home about 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, but for those of you that we didn't knock out of the, the thing, uh, it would be great. It's, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. That same day... We are having our First Steps class, which is our 101 class. It's, it's our uh, introduction to the Journey Church, getting to know us, and um, it's, it's our step to membership. You don't have to become a member, but if you want to learn more about who we are, our history, um, the basics of the Journey Church, then this is the class for you. It's a five-hour thing, but we feed you, and, and we try to make it fun. Um, so it starts at 9 o'clock, goes till 2 o'clock. We'll have some, not a full breakfast, but we'll have some good snacks, some yogurt and things like that. Um, and then we'll do a full lunch for you and get you out in time to jump into a car and go to Spirit West Coast. All right, so that's what I get to do that day. So I'm going to do the class all morning, go to Spirit West Coast, come back at 1 o'clock in the morning, and then get up, be on the worship team, and preach. If I can do it, so can you. Are you in, Antoine? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, who, who's actually attended the First Steps class? Uh, who's ever attended that class? Raise your hand up. So, so and they, you know what? They all lived. They all lived. And so, and stayed. And stayed. So, again, this is a great opportunity to get to know us a little bit. Um, and so, also, I'm throwing something in here. I'm going to pass this over here in case somebody wants to do that. And we'll send these back. I like having two rows. I only have to have two clipboards. There we go. Snake these back if you want to sign up. Um, also, if we're going to be doing a baptism, I'm not sure when, but if you want to come into our baptism class, you can come at 9. It's pretty much the first thing we cover 
um, salvation and baptism, and then you could leave if we let you. No, but you could leave after that and not do the whole class. But otherwise, I, I hope it, to see a lot of people out there. That is great. Um, today is also the last opportunity for your opportunity drawing. And some of you were, came. The only reason you came was to find out who won those great prizes. It was a bait and switch. Um, Jesse this morning is um, driving with Denise, taking Jackie Temple back to Arizona. As you, some of you know, we've been praying for Jackie. Jackie was a former member of the church. Jackie was on heaven's door six weeks ago. I mean, no one thought she was going to make it. She was deteriorating rapidly. Cancer, multiple times of cancer. She lost her leg to cancer. She loves God. She is a fighter. And next thing we know, she is recovering again. And so... Um, and so God is not done with her yet. And, and some of you, God is not done with you, and all of you, God is not done with you yet either. And so Jesse's doing that today. So we had to move the opportunity drawing back um, because Jesse just couldn't stand to not see who won the prizes because Jesse's middle name is fun. And so uh, we're going to do that next week. A another opportunity for you to help raise funds for the, the youth. Um, you can buy your tickets or you can uh, help get the word out still. Um, about getting tickets this week all the way through next Sunday. And so that's, that's happening. And I think that is all the important ones. Of course, we already talked about after service. So again, if you came in late, after service, when we end, um, you're welcome to stay. We, you're invited, not welcome. We'd love you to stay and join as we celebrate Robert and Julie, our worship leader and our Kids Zone director. We got, um, yeah, because Julie is our Kids Zone director. Robert's one of our worship leaders. They tied the knot. I had the privilege of doing that. And uh, we're going to celebrate with them and have a little ceremony after the service and then a potluck. Amen. Woohoo! All right. Hey, um, let's see here. Aaron and Ashley. Okay. We're going to receive an offering, and then we're going to get on to the message. And so if the, the ushers will get, get ready, and, and we'll receive an offering in just a minute. So... Uh, a man, so, thank you, sorry about that. So a man died, and he went to heaven. Of course, he met someone. Who do you always meet when you go to heaven? St. Peter, right? It's not biblical, but we'll just go with it. Okay, so a man died, he went to heaven, and there was St. Peter and uh, at the pearly gates. And, and so they, uh, they were, they were, he was greeting him, welcoming him, and, he, and, and Peter said, well, well, let me show you to your to your, your dwelling place that you're going to live. And they walk down the streets of gold. We sang about the streets of gold. I mean, you know, heaven's going to be awesome. I mean, it really is. And they passed all these beautiful mansions. Just, just gorgeous. You know, we, the type, you know, the, the, the lakefront homes that are just, you know, those 10,000 square foot, beautiful mansions. And they got down to the end of this street. And they stopped in front of a rundown little cabin. And the guy looked at it and looked at Peter, and Peter says, this is your place. And the guy says, well, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful to be here, but, but why do I get this rundown little shack? And P Peter says, well, you know, I'm sorry, but I did the best with what you sent me. So with that, we're going to take up an offering. <laughs> oh, we're laughing. If you're visiting with us, we're laughing because we just, that's a joke. But we are going to receive an offering. We're, get, we're, 
We're giving into the kingdom of God today. You're not building your house and how much money you give, but I tell you that I believe that when we serve Jesus, we do send up the supplies to, for, for, you know, our treasures in heaven. Amen. So, so uh, you want, we want you and the Lord wants you to give um, as you've determined in your heart. So we're going to do that this morning. Um, anyways, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, for humor. And, um, but, but seriously, God, as we give in to the offering, God, you've put us here to, to be a light in the darkness, to reach out to our valley and to be connected with missions all through the world, and you keep adding new connections. God, as we give today, Father, there is a work to be done in this place. God, I pray that you would bless the offering. Lord, I pray that those who give this morning, as you're even putting upon their heart of uh, what to give, God, that you would give them that faith, that you would take that and you would bless it and multiply it. God, continue, not just to meet the needs, God, but Lord, give us vision beyond what we think we can do to reach the lost to disciple the saved, to make a difference, to help usher in the kingdom of God as we pray, let your kingdom come in this place, God, right here at the Journey Church, in this valley that we call home, God, in this state where your name is desperately needed to be lifted high, this nation and throughout the world. Bless this offering, God. Let it be a kingdom-shaking offering that we would see things happen in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Who saw their stone on the way in this morning? Amen. I, I hope you noticed. We put those out there, and I'm really praying. I'm, I'm not positive what we're going to do. But last week we had a, there was a message. I really felt inspired by the Lord to, to help begin to build a monument of the things that God has done in our life to set us free from, of healings, being set free from sin and being delivered. And we, and we came and we put rocks into, into the into the uh, bucket there, the, the, the netting. And, and I want to tell you that, that we're gonna leave, that's going to be out there. You're going to find that around the church. It's gonna, we're not going to take it down until we morph it into what we're going to build. If you see that, you can bring a rock in and drop it in if it represents something that, that you want. And that way you, you see that rock in there and you just know that it's in there, that God has set you free. We're building a monument for us to remember what God has done in our lives and for others to see that God is a God who still works, and they see that. My, one of my thoughts is, is uh, maybe build a waterfall with them. Maybe right at the entrance, build a waterfall. That way we see all the rocks there, and it just be, it'd be beautiful, but it would be more than a waterfall. We would see our monument and our rocks up there. And so we, we want to do something um, with these because I, I don't want us to ever forget. See, these, this is not a one-time thing. We don't just build a monument and throw it away. We want to build a mind to help us remember God moved in my life and he did something powerfully. That's why we tell our story one to another. Um, if, I hope that you guys tell your story, your, your testimony to other people of what Jesus did for you. He's done so much. Um, it's so important. This morning is where we want to go into the, the, uh, a message. I, I was really praying a lot and, and seeking, seeking the Lord and it was a crazy week. Uh, I'd be being really honest, I'm like, you know, God, what do you want to say in the midst of all of this craziness for me, trying to um, just get life done? And, and I just, over the week, I just kind of felt a, a stirring and, and, and it really did solidify just yesterday. Two weeks ago, I was at uh, Heaven Come, the Bethel Worship Conference. And I went down because I, I love the worship. 
and went down and heard some really powerful speakers. Um, they weren't all from Bethel. In fact, many of them weren't. Um, so some names that you guys might be familiar with, Stephen Furtick. Okay, if, if you haven't listened to him, he's powerful. He's awesome. Um, we heard uh, from uh, Christine Kane. Oh, my goodness. Again, write some of these names down. Some of these are actually on our Right Now media page you can listen to. You can get sermons online. Um, powerful, great message. These people are doing some. A, a new guy, a new guy, somebody I'd never heard of before. His name is Robert Madu. Has anyone heard of Robert Madu by any chance? I like him. Boy, he, he's, a, he's an itinerant preacher. He's part of a church in Cedar Hills, Texas. He's actually been in the same church since he was three. God has lifted up and anointed his message. He's a powerful, powerful preacher. And, um, and you know, I mean, I just, I have to, because I love black preachers. I mean, I really do. That's kind of why, I, I like Stephen Furtick because he's like a black preacher. Um, I just love their excitement, and today I might get a little bit excited too. But, but so, so Robert Madu was talking about staying in your lane, and, and it was just so good that we've got these lanes. We're always looking to the left and looking to the right, and it was powerful, powerful stuff. Anyway, so we're there. We went down with Simon and Christiana and, and, and got a little place right in, in the heart of L.A., man. <laughs> it was only 1.3 miles away from the event, but when we drove there the first night and had to drive through a homeless encampment, we decided that walking back to the place at 10 o'clock at night was not such a good idea. Anyway, so we're down there, and we're just, we're just receiving and receiving, and at some point, you start getting tired. And so, um, I, and I needed to, st- I, I was preaching on Sunday, and so I still needed to do some prayer and study, so I found a chair, and I sat myself in that chair, and I was just worshiping. I could hear the worship. It was great. And, and after a little while, this woman comes and sits down by me. Now, there's two things going on in me. One, I am so social. I mean, like, I'm like that, you know, I'm, I can be studying and reading or something, and a person walks in, I'm like, whoo, whoo, I, I love to talk to people, I'm, I get so distracted, and so part of me was like, ooh, a person, the other part was thinking, because she sat down right next to me, the other part was thinking, go away, I'm busy, you know what I mean, it's time, so guess which part wins, <laughs> hey, it's a person, so I, we started talking. And so she was really friendly. She's from Bakersfield, and she tells me, um, we just start chit-chatting, and she starts telling me a story about how they got there. She and her friend drove down from Bakersfield for this worship conference, and, and she goes, oh, my gosh, we got here, and we, we took an Uber collective, which dropped us off in the wrong place, and it was horrible. So then we found out, don't ever do an Uber collective, just do an Uber. So we called an Uber, and, and we got her here, and, and on the way, so this this woman shows up, and, and, and she's our Uber driver, and she's a black lady, a young, very pretty black lady, and they start talking to her, and, uh, and the lady starts saying, well, you know, I don't have to drive Uber, um, but I've been really depressed for about a year, and she goes, I'm an actress. I'm an actress, and I was, I've been in a number of, of movies and things, and, and uh, she goes, about, about a year ago, um, I, I didn't have any work, and I started getting really depressed. And so I was sitting at home in my depression, and I thought, I just got to get out of my house. And so she goes, I started dri- driving Uber. And so, and she is, uh, you know, th- this will become important in a minute. Um, she's in her sweats. She has no makeup on. She's just really raw and, and natural. And um, in a minute, I'm going to see if, uh, well, I, I, I forgot to get a play. I don't know if we can jump on, on, online, and we're going to find a picture of this girl, and we're going to maybe show her up here. So they start talking to her, and they're like, well, hey, you know, um, we're going to a conference over here. And one of the ladies, uh, it was uh, Cindy's friend, 
She goes, hey, so are you a church girl? She goes, well, yeah, I used to go to church and things like that. So they said, listen, you need to come with us to this conference. Now, this conference is packed. There's 7,000 people. And, um, and there's, so anyway, so they, sh- they, they just, they, they kidnapped her. That's what she said. We kidnapped her. We just said, you've got to come. You've got to come. You've got to come. You've got to come. So park your car and you're coming. And they made her get in and they go up to the box office and they go to the box office. This is awesome. And they go, listen, we just kidnapped this girl. She needs to come to the conference and we're hoping that you'll like sponsor her. And like, you're crazy. The tickets are $140, $180 a piece. And, and like, but, but you need to do this. And they're like, okay, well, no. And the, okay, let me ask someone. So that she gets on the phone or on the walkie-talkie, is, and they announce this whole thing, and they tell the whole story over the walkie-talkie, which is cool. Pretty soon, the bigwig comes up and goes, I love the story that you just kidnapped this woman. She needs to be here. We're going to give her a free pass. So she gets a free pass. It's pretty cool. And so, um, so they're sitting down. Now, they had their two seats together, and then the, the, the seat they got was about three or four rows behind them. And so one of the friends went and sat back there so that this girl, her name was Erica, um, Erica could sit uh, with somebody that she kind of knew. So, so here, and they come in at Robert Madu. And, um, and, and so they're sitting there and listening to this, this, this black great preacher from Texas just doing it. And she's sitting there. Erica's looking at him. She goes, I know him. I know him. She's like, oh, you know of Robert Madu? No, no, I don't know of Robert Madu. I know him. I know his wife, Taylor. We went to school together. We, we, I went to school with Taylor. In fact, I was the homecoming queen one year, and she was a year behind me. And I was the homecoming queen. We were friends in school. And I said, next year, girl, I'm going to be the one who crowns you. You're going to be the homecoming queen. Well, Taylor Madu's story was that she got pregnant. She was a pastor's kid. She got pregnant in high school. And so she got shunned from her church and shunned from everybody else. And this girl, Erica Michelle, um, is, 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 was her friend. And she saw that whole process. Well, they drifted apart. They actually, a few years after high school, she was at some county fair and she was a speaker because she was you know acting and all this and she sees taylor at the county fair and she goes taylor and so that was like four or five years after high school and they connected there now eight nine years later they're at this conference that she had no clue about and she's sitting in the chair and there's taylor madu and so anyway so um they actually afterwards they went we're gonna go find so they went and found robert and they found taylor and they took pictures together and all this and the whole time this this woman erica michelle is is she's in her sweats um i don't know if we can um if if we can find a picture throw her up i mean it just it's amazing she's gorgeous but she's got no makeup on and no hair and she's in her ugly clothes and she's feeling horrible about being in public any ladies can relate okay and, 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 she, and now she's with 7,000 people, and she's going to see her old friend, the homecoming queen. And Taylor is herself, and she's a very beautiful woman. Anyway, so they connected, and all that happened. I want to know. The, I, this is all I know of the story. That's all I know. They got connected. And, and I, but I believe, I believe that, that God is doing something now in Erica's life because of this. Okay? This was not a coinkadink. Okay, there is no such thing as a coincidence. This was in a divine appointment. I mean, come on, two older ladies from Bakersfield get an Uber, drag their Uber driver to the concert. He spoke one time. 
one time, and they showed up while he was speaking. If they would have showed up a little bit later, not, not what would have happened. And she got reconnected. She's suffering depression and all of these things. This woman, I, I, don't, I don't know her. I don't know nothing about her. But one of her movies that put her on the map was she was in the, uh, the, next, the last exorcism too. Okay? So she was, she was in that. Not, not a very good movie. She was also in something called The Quad. Anyone familiar with The Quad? I don't know. I think it was an HBO thing. Anyways, I don't know. So she, she's got all these credits. She's on NCIS and all these shows. Okay, so she's, in, she's depressed. She grew up in the church, drifted away. God brought these two women. I mean, come on. You know how Uber works, whoever's closest. I mean, it could have been anyone in L.A., right, Rob? And brings her, they kidnap her, they bring her, they get a free ticket because God wanted to do something. I, it's, I, I'm just, I, I'm pro, I, I know I'm way more excited about this than you guys, and that's okay. Hopefully by the end you might see some things because I'm like, Lord, what is this? What is this that, that is stirring me up so much? And I realized it was because God is God, but he used two girls, two women, to accomplish his will of restoring this woman back to the faith to break, this, the, to break her chains of depression off and connect her with people. And, and they actually connected her with a church that other actors and actresses go to in Hollywood so she'll fit in. Because, you know, honestly, when you're an actor, actor actress in Hollywood, you probably don't want to go to a... I mean, let, let's be honest. If some famous actor actress walked in here today, we wouldn't be like, hey, did you get a cup of coffee? You'd be like, whoa! Right? And so they, they hang out together. They got connected to a church. And she can now start, and I pray, we, I'm gonna pr we're going to pray for her right now. We pray that this woman is, is following and, and getting her faith renewed. Because two women were obedient in their Uber on the way to a conference. We're going to pray for Erica Michelle right now. God, I never met this woman personally. I only know the, the woman who, who brought her to this conference, God, but we pray for her. God, wherever she's at this morning, God, if she got out of that encounter and went back to her life not recognizing anything, I pray that you get a hold of her right now and help her to realize that the King of Kings, the God of Gods, the Lord of Lords, orchestrated that to bring her back to you. God, that you would bring a restoration, God, and life in the name of Jesus. God, that you would set her free from her depression, connect her with godly people that can help her in her life. God, and I pray that if she's in Hollywood, that she would become somebody who would be a voice for you in Hollywood. God, that you would use her. In Jesus' name, amen. You're in the Uber. You're on the way to something. What do you do? Do you take the opportunity to share your faith, to, to step out and say, hey girl, are you a church girl? You know, she was not very eloquent. Are you a church girl? She didn't lay some theological statement down. She didn't have the four spiritual laws memorized. She just simply asked a question. You a church girl? And it started a conversation. And that's all we need to be ready to do. But I tell you, I believe that people are not going to the conference that they're supposed to go to because we're not obedient when God tells us to be obedient and say, are you a church girl? God wants to use you and me in weird places and times. God 
is a little weird. Because he does some crazy, weird stuff. Amen? You know, I mean, and for him, you know, when you're weird, nothing's weird. When you're not weird, everything's weird. Okay? God wants to do some weird stuff in and through you, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Are you a church girl? I think all of us can say that. Ephesians, boy, so much on my heart. Ephesians chapter 5. We might go there twice, but we'll go there once to begin with. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm beginning to feel my preach coming on, so I've got to be careful. It says in, in the New King James Version, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly. That means looking all around, being aware. We're living. We, we covered this when we went through the book of Ephesians. That we're aware of what's happening around us. We're not just thinking of ourselves and what's going on right now, but we're open to what's happening around us. You a church girl? Not as fools, but as wise. Okay, so here, here's the problem. If you don't walk circumspectly like that, you're a fool. We want to be wise. God's kind of challenging us here through the writings of Paul. Be wise. Don't just think of yourself and that list that you have to buy bread, milk, and eggs and get out of there quick because I'm in my sweats and don't want anyone to see me. <laughs> but we can go to the store circumspectly and go, God, I want to be ready in case there's somebody you want me to share with, to talk to, to encourage, to pray with. Whatever it is that he might call you to do and to be this this goes on in verse 16 redeeming the time redeeming the time say that redeeming the time and here's we need to redeem time because the enemy is getting away from us he is doing things in this world and we need to redeem some time we need to be redemptive people redeeming the time because the days are evil Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what God's will is for you. I don't know what it is, but he does. And his will for you might be to share with the person in front of you at the checkout counter. You a church girl? I don't know what he might have you say or do, but the will of God might include you doing something that's not normal for you. And we need to live circumspectly in a way that we'll be ready to do what it is that he calls on us to do. Now, some of you are freaking out about the prospect of you having to open your mouth to somebody about God. I I just know that. You know, we don't like to talk to strangers. We don't like to talk to people. We get all this nervousness, and then the enemy even comes in. He likes to to do that. I used to go out on the streets for street witnessing. I've been in some crazy locations. I've shared that in Hollywood and New York and Dallas, Texas, and in multiple countries. And every time I went out, every time I went out, I would get butterflies in my stomach, and I was scared. Every time. So I get it. It's like, what is God, what might God have me say or do? He's hasn't left you he'll walk with you through this and and you don't have to know everything you just have to understand what the will of God is for you and that might just be a very simple thing do you want to go to a conference 
For you, it might look like this. Do you want to go to my, my life group? Do you, do you want to go to my church? If they go, well, I've, I used to go to this church. Do you want to go to that? I'll go with you to that church. You used to go to community church, but you haven't been there for a while? I'll go with you. I'll give you the pastor's note. You can be excused from coming to church to go to, go to community church with somebody else that you're taking to church. You can go give it to Pastor Mike Barnes. I'm, I'm here where I got my note. You want to go to church? You want to come to my small group? Maybe it'd be something a little bit bigger. Maybe you'd, you'd, can I pray for you? But do you understand what the will of the Lord is? Colossians 3 says this. See, this is connected to last week's sermon, in case you aren't getting the correlation yet. We last week talked about what God has done for us by putting a stone in there. So now we're going to take that stone, we're going to put it in our pocket, and we're going to walk everywhere with that stone, and you might have to pull it out and say, I want to tell you what God did for me. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the message about Christ in all of its richness fill your lives. Let the message of what Christ is on, let it fill your life. And that says you can teach and counsel each other with wisdom that he gives. One of the things that I used to love to do, and, and we used to go on the streets, and Gary used to come with us. I think this was the part he liked the most about going on the streets. I used to drag him onto the streets with us. Dedicate his life to the Lord, and we took him onto Hollywood. I think the part he liked the most is when we got to play music. You get behind the guitar and you get to play music. And that, that was just wonderful. Well, it says, the next part is here. It says that's part of it. It says, teach counsel each other with wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and even hymns. So we can still sing hymns. And spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Listen this. Verse 17. Whatever you do or whatever you say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, wherever you go, Whatever you say, do it as a representative of Jesus. Okay, some of you probably have had jobs that you go to other places. Maybe you oversaw a different plant or you're a sales rep. And, and as a sales rep, as somebody who travels for business, you know that when you're going there, you're representing the business. So you probably don't cuss and to these other businesses that you're going to. You probably dress appropriately. You probably say things uh, a certain way because you're a representative of the business. Church, we are representatives of Jesus wherever we go. We sh our speech and our life shouldn't betray that. We need to live as a representative of Jesus all the time. Taking our our, our stones with us, our rocks, and say, God, set me free. Let me tell you the message about Christ and what he did for me. Jim Cimbala said this, people pay attention when they see that God actually changes persons and sets them free. When a new Christian stands up and tells how God has revolutionized his or her life, no one dozes off. When someone is healed or released from a life-controlling bondage, Everyone takes notice. Your life speaks volumes to the world. What God has done in you speaks of his love, his mercy, his grace, his power. And we're supposed to be ready, walk circumspectly, 
and understand what his will is for us in case we're in an Uber and we need to say, you a church girl? That's it. That's all. It's, it's not difficult, but we need, to be, we need to be ready for that. Got, I got a few, few other quotes, and I, I want to give these. Um, this one convicted me a little bit. You know, we go, we spend all this time, and we talk with people. One of the things we talk about politics, and we talk about things, and, you know, I mean, talk about bad stuff. And um, Woodrow Kroll, I have no idea who that is. That's just his name, so in case you do. Let others report the bad news. We'll share the good news. I was convicted by that. Some of you need to be convicted by that. Because we like to get together and talk about all the bad stuff happening. Oh, it's so bad, and California's doing this and this. Oh, it's so bad. You know what? Let other people start sharing the bad news. Let us share the good news. People pay attention when they see that God actually changes people. You've got a testimony. You've got, you are an example. You're an ambassador, and you're an example to others of Christ. I remember the story, uh, an account, and, and I can't check its validity, validity. There was no Snopes at the time this was done. But uh, apparently, um, Julius Caesar was one time addressing his people, and there was a young lad at the front who was obnoxious. And he kept just not paying attention. He was being loud and dis disrupting and disrespectful i'm surprised that julius caesar just didn't kill him right you know anyways so this the 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 account the story goes that caesar julius caesar stopped in the middle looked down at the young lad called him out says what's your name and with arrogance and pride the young lad looked up at him he says julius he shared the same name so he thought he could get away with something maybe And Caesar looked down at him and said, either change your name or act right. I'm a Christian. Either change your name or act right. We're a representative of Jesus. This is my quote. You were an example. Either you're a good example or a poor example. But you are an example nonetheless. Some people go, you know, I, I want to try to be an example. Too late, you already are. Everyone's an example. You drive down the street, you're an example. You might be a bad driving example, a good driving example. You're an example everywhere you go. As a Christian, you're an example. Are you a good example? An example that helps people go, wow, this is, Jesus has done something cool in this person's life. Or I don't want anything to do with a God who, who, who has, has, can't do anything. We need to be an example of what God has done and let his work flow through us. I'm not saying fake it till you make it. I'm saying let the work of God come and live through us so that we're ready to give an answer to anyone who asks for the reason for our hope. Until we're ready, to, until we can share our faith and share about some of the deliverances. And I think it's actually okay to say, listen, God delivered me from this and this and this, and he's still working on this area. We're, we're, we're works in progress. We're never perfect. But, but which way are you going? Are you a work in progress? Is, are things falling off? Are you changing? Are you growing in your knowledge of God? Are you looking more and more like Jesus? You know, I love to look at the couples who, as they get older, they start looking more and more like each other. 
You ever see those older couples? They start just looking like each other. I think they spend so much time. You know, we want to spend so much time with Jesus, we just start looking like him. Next week in our membership class, we're going to talk about one of the things that we say in this church, and it's that we believe that a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will build a great church. A great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will build a great church. We want to be committed to the two things that Jesus, two of the things that Jesus really put forward. The great commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. We want to be committed to that. We want to love people. We want to love God and love people. And then the great commission is to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus, teaching to obey everything I've commanded, and I'll be with you. We want to be a church that is committed to telling people about Jesus, to making disciples, to teaching and growing the church of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus said that you shall be my witnesses. You shall be my witnesses. He didn't say we're going to go do his witness. He says you're going to be my witnesses. He's calling us to go out and simply be a witness for Jesus. With our life, in our speech, with everything. You know, a witness's job, when you go to court, I don't know if any of you have ever been to court for anything, or, or, you know, we've all seen the court shows. The witness's job is not to convince the jury or the judge of anything. That's the lawyer's job. The lawyer's job is to try to convince the, the jury to, to decide a certain way. The judge just determines what's legal and what's not. But the witness's responsibility is to simply tell what he knows. The Bible says that we're to be his witnesses. That means we're just simply supposed to tell people what we know. Like the man who was healed and they brought him because they, Jesus healed them. He says, Hey, tell us about, about this Jesus. He goes, I don't know anything. All I knew is that I once was blind, and now I see. That's our story. We reach into the bucket, we pull out a rock and said, I was once a drug addict, but now I'm set free. I once was promiscuous, but now God purified me, and now I'm set free. I was wracked in depression, but God set me free. And I have hope and life in my life. That's what a witness is. Ephesians chapter 2 says, You were dead in your trespasses, that we walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air. We conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love. When we were still dead in trespasses, he made us alive with Christ. And he raised us up together and made us sit together. That's awesome. It's an amen. Church, we were dead, lost, broken, filthy, and he made us alive. And he's calling us to just testify, just to be a witness wherever we go. You know, in John chapter 4, the, the woman at the well, the story of the woman at the well, we're kind of familiar with that one. Even if you haven't come to church in a long time, you might be familiar with the story that Jesus talked to a woman who shouldn't have been in a well. And she, had, she had, was a Samaritan, and she had had multiple husbands, and she was shacked up with a guy. 
and Jesus ministered to her, and she does something really interesting. She doesn't know a lot of theology. She goes to town. She tells all the people in town just one simple thing. Come with me. I'm going to take you to the person who told me everything there was to know about me. That's all she said. Two of the disciples, Andrew and Philip, brought two other disciples for the first time to Jesus. Both of them said something really simple. Hey, come with me. I found the Messiah. Come with me. I found the one that Moses was talking about. You know what that sounds a lot like? You a church girl? There's a conference I want to take you to. It's not hard. It's not hard. Your ministry, your way simply might be, hey, you want to come to church with me? They got some snacks, they got some coffee, and they got a weird pastor. You'll love it. <laughs> and in that process, you can meet Jesus who changed my life. I can't even tell you all the ways he changed my life, but you I can't even tell you. You just come, and you can meet Jesus too. Just come. Perhaps you're going to come in contact with Erica Michelle. Somebody who's far from God, who's racked in depression. And, and you're going to be that catalyst. I, I don't know if they will ever talk again. I just have a feeling that the two women from Bakersfield will, will never talk to Erica Michelle again. They, just li they live different places. They're totally different. The two girls I talk about, they're white. Erica Michelle's an, a black actress in Hollywood. They're from Bakersfield. Erica Michelle's like 29 years old. These other girls are like 50. They have nothing in common. They will probably not stay in touch. But for that brief encounter, they impacted her life. You can impact somebody's life radically. You're a church girl? You want to come to church? Want to come to my, my, my life group with me? I, I, don't, I can't tell you all the, th all the things about God. I, ca I can't even probably answer half your questions. Give me some time and I will. I can't answer the questions you have, but I'll take you to a place you can meet Jesus. I'll, and I'll introduce you to people who can maybe answer your questions. Maybe that's all you have to do. Some of you are way past that. You pray for them right on the spot. You can do it. The Bible says that he gives us power to be his witnesses. You've got the power. You have the power. I love it. You don't do it on your own. You do it in him and with his strength. Be an ambassador. Be a good example. Live for Christ. Walk circumspectly. Being open and seeking what the will of God is in every situation. Let's pray. God, today you've spoken to each and every one of us. God, you've spoken to us in a way that only you can. Your Holy Spirit has moved and, and is touching everybody. God, and I just pray that you would continue the work. Whatever it is that started, even when they came in this morning, that you would continue to bring it to, to a, a full a fruition, a full um, a bud, God, that it would just be life-changing and transforming and encouraging. God, for some of us, we know that we need to to be aware that we are your ambassadors and be aware that we carry the kingdom of God with us when we go places, that we have the power to be a witness and to actually help change somebody's life and destiny.
God, we thank you that you fill us with your Holy Spirit to give us power to be your witnesses. And I pray, God, that for those in here that are struggling this morning with whatever it is, a sin, God, that you would set them free. Set them free in the name of Jesus. Draw them closer to you. I pray that nobody in here is condemned, feels condemned, feels any shame, but that freedom and forgiveness is available through Christ and that once that happens, that our sins are remembered no more. That's for, there's, there's somebody in this room that needs to really receive that. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Receive that. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our midst. God, we, we, we believe that you are calling us to make a difference. I, there was a word, I, I'm sorry, there was a word spoken in worship, and, and I'm like, ooh, God is speaking already. He's talking about witnessing and being, building up the kingdom. And I went, oh, Lord, you're already talking. This is the message. Praise God for Kay. I hope you heard it. He's doing something. There is an empty seat next to you that should not be empty next week because you're supposed to invite somebody. You're supposed to tell somebody. You're supposed to encourage somebody. So, Father, that's where we're going to go. We're going to be your witnesses. We're going to be filled with power, boldness, open our mouths and say something simple. You a church girl? We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're going to start a wedding in about 10 minutes. It's very simple. Then we're going to eat. And so-